Welcome, welcome. What's going on, Knicks fans? Welcome to episode 13 of the New York Knicks Nation podcast. We're here talking trades. Um, we're talking draft is coming up on Thursday. I'm here joined by my co-host, Chris. Chris, what's going on, man? What's going on, Ant? Chilling, chilling. Ready to talk some, some Knicks, some trades. I'm ready to go, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to go. We got the draft coming up on Thursday. A lot of rumors circulating possibly involving the new york knicks we shall see um pelicans they want to possibly get damian lillard some help and then we have the charlotte hornets that are possibly wanting to move their pick so that may all could involve the new york knicks but we don't know but at first we want to talk about the trade that went down this weekend that could possibly affect the new york knicks bradley bill going to phoenix suns um, would possibly like the worst return that we've ever seen from a superstar. Um, pretty much Chris Paul, Shamit, uh, some swaps, some second round picks. So Chris, I mean, yo, when, when that trade went down, what are your, what are your thoughts about that trade? I mean, I mean, I thought Beal had a chance to come to the Knicks. I thought the Knicks would dabble in that Bradley Beal sweepstakes, but he's going to Phoenix. Yeah. I'm, uh, uh... I can't say I'm I'm shocked, but I'm shocked that it's the Suns one because you'd figured after they went after KD, they'd had nothing else to offer anybody really. But um, you know, it, it's it's inter- it's interesting, man. I mean, you know, Beal. I, I was thinking they were gonna get something like you know a first, maybe some young players, something something like that. But to basically not get any first round picks must have shed. Li- I mean, it sheds light on his contract, right? That had to be. The- <laughs> the biggest thing out there for most teams. They didn't want to take on that massive contract that Beal has. And, you know, the Suns were like, you know what? We got all these guys. Why not add Beal to it? You know, flip it, flip Chris Paul for Beal. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. I mean, but the return was underwhelming to say the least. Very underwhelming. I mean, it was when I saw the return, I was like, wow. I mean, hey. To each his own, though. If you're new here, hit that like button. Hit that thumbs up button. Apple, Spotify, please subscribe to the channel. And if you're new on YouTube, subscribe as well. Come join us here in the chat. So, yeah, Bradley Beal going to the Phoenix Suns. Um, Look, I thought the New York Knicks were going to dabble in it because of the price, the, the cost acquisition of getting Bradley Beal. But his no trade clause at the end of the day um, took over. Um, obviously, now he's on Phoenix and that no trade clause carries. So, few years from now if he wants to you know go somewhere else that no trade clause is still in his contract so hey phoenix suns are trying to form their own big three but i'm saying that involves the new york knicks because now the washington wizards are pretty much tanking they're pretty much blowing it up and they traded bradley beal and they have another guy on their team um his name is chris asporzingas which we'll get to in a second i'm wearing my um nba jam chris asporzingas shirt um on tonight's stream um you know hopefully I don't know. We'll see if he can come back to New York. We'll see about, I don't know your thoughts about that, but um, essentially the New York Knicks, they own Washington's first round pick. They own it next year and it's top 12 protected next season. And then after that, it's top 10. And then after that year, it's top eight. And then if it doesn't convey into a first round pick, the New York Knicks get two second round picks. Um, I forgot the year 2028 or something like that. But yeah, which is to show you why these protections on these first round picks, Chris, 
yeah, the New York Knicks have a boatload of first-round picks, but they got a bunch of them with protections on it. They have the Wizards with protections on it. They have the Dallas Maverick pick this year that kind of screwed them. Um, that has protections on it. They have the Milwaukee Bucks pick that has protections on it. They have Detroit's pick that has the, the protections on it. So, Chris, we have all these picks, right? And yes, we still have our own picks, except this summer when the Portland Trailblazers are drafting number 21, I believe, for the New York Knicks. We, other than this year, we have all of our picks, but these protected picks, they don't really, you know, a lot of Knicks fans on Twitter were mad because these protected picks are not really that valuable. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of funny now when you think about it in the past, the Knicks were, you know, cap hell, you know, we had no picks till you fast forward to now we have picks, we have a, a decent, you know, the books are pretty clean for the most part when it comes to the Knicks. And it's almost like, you know, the picks, they just aren't worth what they used to be. And it's it's a shame. It's a shame for the Knicks. I mean, I think this is why, you know, they have to make a move, whether it's using some of that draft capital that we got stored up, you know, we got to We got to build something because nowadays it just doesn't seem like picks hold the weight they used to. Exactly. Steven in the chat says, can we get Levine? We'll get to the Levine um, aspect of the podcast shortly. Um, Steven says, you know, if it was the Knicks, they would have asked for three first rounders and me and more <laughs> that is yes. true that is true but let's hit on some Knicks news here um okay so some Knicks news here we were talking about the protections on that pick obviously the Washington Wizards pick is top 12 protected in 24 top 10 in 25 top 8 in 2026 and if it doesn't convey then obviously the New York Knicks get two second round picks in return um, this, these questions here are from Rosas. I'm not from Rosas, from SNY Ian Begley answered these questions and I thought they were pretty interesting, Chris. Somebody asked, is Rosas the de facto GM and how much influence does Thibs have regarding personnel decisions? Tom Bip, I mean, Ian Begley says, I don't know if the Knicks will name another general manager or not. I assume Rosas responsibilities will be extended given the current void at GM. Tom Thibodeau will always have a say in personnel decisions in this organization just guessing here he has greater influence when the team is winning so when you're seeing that what are your first thoughts about tom thibodeau we i mean we all knew dibs had some influence right yeah i mean i I think that pretty much confirms what we thought all along you know i mean you know tibs you know this is this leadership team they they like tibs they want tibs he has uh you know, some pull Um, in the same way that you could say, you know, this is why we all think Julius Randle will be sticking around because Tibbs, it's Tibbs guy, you know, the front office is married to him. But um, yeah, this doesn't really, really shock me too much. I mean, we all kind of figured Tom Thibodeau, you know, is going to be here to stay for for long. Um, Whether he gets an extension, that's, that's more of a, in my opinion, as of, in my opinion, that's more of a... He has one more year left. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that they're going to extend him. I, I don't think, especially the Knicks with our history with coaches, I don't think that's going to deter them if they wanted to make a move, whether he's extended or not. But I think Tibbs has earned at least an extension. We'll see, man, because the Warriors, they got rid of Mark Jackson and they hired Steve Kerr. And 
that kind of brought them over the top. Yes, they had Steph Curry and all these all-stars, but Mark Jackson pretty much had the same squad. So things get stale a little bit, and maybe, you know, next season, maybe the, the, the next, you know, this summer, we shall see what they do. Maybe they don't really, you know, advance like they did this season, and maybe a change could be coming, but we'll see when that time comes. Obviously, we spoke about the Suns um, and and – and the Wizards trade just an awful return from uh, the Washington Wizards, but I, they they needed to get off that deal, um, and that was the most important part. But I wanted to bring this up as well. People around the league expect the Pelicans to move Zion Williamson by Thursday. The Zion thing is real subplot. I had somebody tell me yesterday that I trust that he will not be on the Pelicans by. Thursday. This is from Bill Simmons. Take it with a grain of salt. But Chris, Zion Williamson could be on the move Thursday. Porzingis, we'll get to his, you know, trade in a second, could be on the move. A lot of stars could be on the move come draft time. Zion Williamson. Should I pull up the trade right now that, you know, I have going on the stream right now? We should just pull it up, right? Let's pull let's pull it up. Why not? Let's let's jump into one. <laughs> let's jump into one. All right. We're going about to jump into um, some trade proposals like last podcast that I put together. If you're on Apple, Spotify, come join us here on YouTube um, so you can visualize this. But I'm going to read them out to you. This is a three team trade monster trade that I came up with that possibly could happen. Probably not, Chris, (laughs) but the New York Knicks. Pair Zion Williamson with his Duke teammate in R.J. Barrett. And they give up Emmanuel Quickly and Julius Randle. But Emmanuel Quickly is going to a different team. And Julius Randle is going to a different team as well. The Pelicans receive Anthony Simons, Emmanuel Quickly, the number three pick in this year's coming draft. A 20, the 2024 first round pick that we just discussed uh, with heavily protected first round pick. And the Blazers Get Damian Lillard some health, Julius Randle, and a 24 first-round pick. Probably an unprotected pick. Um, Maybe the Blazers would probably want more for this, Chris. But, hey, your first reactions to this trade, and I want to get everyone in the comments' reactions to this trade as well. Zion Williamson coming to the Knicks. I I actually like this. I actually like this. If if I, I do think maybe there's some more – Maybe the Pelicans will want a little bit more, and maybe the Blazers too, but I like it. I mean, I'm not mad about moving Julius. Uh, Stings a little bit of me losing quickly, but just the potential of Zion Williamson, you know, we haven't seen Zion motivated. We haven't seen Zion play. I mean, he's, he's dealing with a lot of injuries or has dealt with a lot of injuries. Who knows? Maybe coming to the Knicks just breathes new life into Zion. You know, pairing him with RJ, they kind of get those Duke vibes going again. Maybe <laughs> Zion gets into shape and you know becomes hey, the man. force that everybody thought. You know, I mean, I would add a little bit more if they wanted it, just just for that untapped potential in Zion. I mean, it is a gamble in a sense because of his history, but I like it, man. I like it a lot. Now you would add more where going to Portland or. Because the Pelicans, I think, are receiving a lot here. Quickly, Simons, pretty good player, and two and the number three pick in this year's draft, and another yeah. first round pick. Maybe the Portland Trailblazers will want a little bit more. You know, I'm, I'm thinking one or the other is going to want a, a little bit more. But Portland, we all know they're after that number three pick. If they can't get the number two, they definitely want the number three pick. 
So I think, I mean, I think that would, that would this would be a good trade for all sides, in my opinion. Now, Zion also comes with, obviously, he has some baggage. Obviously, he, what he's dealing with right now in the media <laughs> between baby mamas and, you know, what else is going on with him. And obviously, he has the injury concern. But I brought up that he's actually played more games on Joel and B his first four seasons in the league, which is kind of crazy. So is it a pipe dream? Maybe. Zion did sign that extension. It's not a crazy extension, but if you're the Pelicans, if you're giving up on Zion, you would have to get a King's Ransom in return. And I would think this is kind of a King's Ransom for them. You know, they can reset, rebuild. They still can, can compete. And, you know, that's just a trade I came up with. Let's hit these comments. Steven in the chat. Steven in the chat says, please no Zion. Why always taking a risk with a guy that can't even be on a diet because he loves eating his weight is an issue. Ouch, Steven. Ouch. But yeah, harsh, right? was it two years ago where he came into camp a little bit overweight? But like Chris said, get him into New York, get him paired up with his buddy RJ Barrett. They're really close friends. Have him run a couple of camps with Tom Thibodeau. And hey, <laughs> we'll see, right? Never know, right? I mean, I get it, though. I, I get it, Steven. I mean, um, it always seems like the Knicks are, you know, having to take some crazy chance on somebody like like an Andrea Bargnani type or something, you know. But um, I don't think this is it. I, I, as you know, with Zion, I think, I think he just doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be with the Pelicans. He's just trying anything he can, and it just so happens that the Pelicans are super patient. <laughs> um, they are, but yeah, they're they're really patient. But if you look at a lot of the players, I mean, the star type players that are out there right now, they all have their faults. Whether you know it's injuries or past injuries or just things to worry about in general, you're, you're not going to find the perfect guy out there right now, especially that doesn't have some kind of like fault to them. So why not take a risk at Zion? You know, if you're going to go to Zach Levine, you know, his knees, you start worrying about his yeah. knees, you know, yeah. you go Bradley Beal. Hey, Bradley Beal hasn't played that many games. You know, he's been out half of a season here and there. So, you know, in my opinion, why not Zion? I'll take the risk. When he's on the court, he's one of the, I mean, he's a game changer. Yeah. The Pelicans were the number two seed with him on the court last season before he went down. He's an absolute yeah. game changer. Steven says, cheeseburgers in the deli, crying emoji. <laughs> but that was the trade. Zion coming to the New York Pelicans getting Simons. Quickly, the number three pick, 24 first-round Washington pick, and the Blazers getting Julius Randle with a 24 first-round pick. Probably, most likely, not going to happen. But, hey, this draft coming up, we have a lot of rumors that are circulating that it could be an absolute trade show. A lot of movement could be going down, you know, with this new collecting bar agreement coming up. But what I want to do is actually get to a more realistic trade, Chris. And, you know, we were talking about the Washington Wizards. We were talking about... Why would they need Chris Asporzingis? And Chris Asporzingis actually played a good year last year. And, you know, a lot of Knicks fans still have some resentment towards Porzingis. Obviously, they didn't like the way it ended here, obviously, with his brother and whatnot. But, hey, let's look at this trade that we came up with. We have the New York Knicks. We have Chris Ass picking up his option. So it's about a $36 million option that he picks up. And the Wizards are rebuilding. We already established that they're getting they got rid of Bradley Beal. They got rid of um, 
who the, the guy to the Lakers? Why is his name escaping me? <laughs> Hachimura. Hachimura. Yeah. Um, they got rid of. They're pretty much rebuilding. Wizards receive Fournier, Derrick Rose, the Knicks pick up his option, which is an actually gift to him. It's about fifteen million dollars. Isaiah Hartenstein and the Wizards get their pick back. Now the Wizards aren't looking for actual, you know, players that can help them long term. They just want cap flexibility and. I threw in their first round pick to give them some incentive. Porzingis is not going to be there long term. Whether or not the Wizards want to resign him, I doubt it. They just got rid of Beal. So this essentially would give the New York Knicks a lineup of Julius Randle, Porzingis at the five, Barrett at the three, Grimes, Hart at the two. You're still keeping quickly. You still have Brunson at the one. Well, Porzingis last season, Chris, was actually pretty impressive, man. And he kind of flew under the radar a little bit with Washington. So if I'm the Knicks, I would do this trade because you're it's it's essentially a no-risk trade, right? Porzingis will be on a one-year deal. He'll be on a one-year deal, $36 million. You have his bird rights the coming season. You can possibly trade him for another trade piece and you're not really giving up that many pieces in return Fournier expiring Rose expiring Hartenstein one more year left on his deal maybe the Knicks can sign um as um uh the the center that you like in this free agency maybe the Nas Knicks Reed. can sign him Nas Reed get rid of Hartenstein it sucks to see Hartenstein go because obviously he was had a great year this year but to me this is a win win for the Knicks you're not giving up that much and you still keeping Porzingis and you still can flip him later down the road for something else and keep that in mind everyone that's looking at this trade you still can flip him down the road for something else so what are your thoughts about this Chris and then we'll hit some of these comments yeah I mean I I actually like this I mean I know a lot of Knicks fans are still sour on Porzingis but I think he's in a different place now he's clearly uh mentioned how if he could go back in time, he would do things differently. Um, kind of almost hinting that he, he he would welcome a return to the Knicks. I mean, you know, the way he played with, with Washington this past season was really good. When he was out there, he's still able to, you know, be a force on the defensive end. And we all know he can knock down the three-point shot. You know, I think he would help us. I think he would definitely help us. And giving up Fournier, Rose, Harnstein, I think... That's that's kind of a no brain. I mean, Harnstein will be missed, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think it's worthwhile to swap him for a Porzingis. Um, in reality, Porzingis does help us a lot. So right. I definitely this trade. I mean, you know, that's kind of like a redeem story type of deal. You know, it would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. I mean, I know Porzingis is going to command some money, but, you know, Again, you know, you, you can't really worry about the injuries and whatnot because everybody out there has some kind of lingering injury. So another this is another trade where while I'll be kind of concerned a bit, I'd probably say yes to it. What are your concerns about um, Porzingis at the five, Randall at the four? And I actually have some stats that actually back up Porzingis is actually a, um, a good pick and roll defender, to be honest with you. Um, and I have some stats to back this up. So what are your concerns about this trade all in all you know what not not really anything about the play or the fit for that matter just really his health that's pretty much it we all know Porzingis has had uh his health issues but again like I just mentioned 
pretty much everybody who's available at this point, whether that's Zach Levine, Zion, Bradley Beal, they've all dealt with long periods of time being out. So, you know, he's he's another one, though. He's He does serve a need because we saw this playoffs with the Knicks. We were missing that big that can, you know, stretch it, stretch the floor for us. Bingo. And Porzingis <laughs> answers that to the T and then some. Bingo. And you know he's going to be motivated being back with the Knicks. He's, he's going to want to make all those wrongs from the past right. So why not? Why not go for that? What you just said is true, man. The Knicks lack that, you know, Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson, I think bringing him off the bench with quickly and, you know, if we can get hard done, he's going to be dominant. He's going to be a do- dominant force on the, on the defensive end. He's one of the best offensive rebounders in the league. Um, we saw some of the games. He wasn't even closing out these games, you know. So, Mitchell Robinson, we're still keeping him. This, is, this to me, would be a no-risk trade for the New York Knicks. You're not losing anything. You're just giving back the Washington pick, which could be valuable in, what, Chris, 2026 when it's unprotected top eight. And even that, the Wizards may stink, so we may not even get that pick. That pick can turn into two second-round picks and just be a waste. Evan Fournier, Derrick Rose, you're not going to play them anyway. Hartenstein is a rotation player, but you're replacing him with Kristaps Porzingis. And yeah, I mean, you know, obviously down the road, you can obviously flip him if it doesn't work out as well. If he comes here, his brother's still a problem. He's still sulking, yada, yada, yada. Who knows? But to me, if the New York, if this trade was proposed to the Knicks, I would do it. Now, let's hit some of these comments. And a lot of these comments don't want Porzingis. Um, Steven in the chat says, no KP. Just bring me Miles Turner and Zach Levine. Steven, man, what's going on? Uh, Rose, why did the Knicks waste so many years of Derrick Rose sitting? Two years ago, Derrick Rose was a two. Two years ago, Derrick Rose was an essential piece for us versus the Atlanta Hawks. Remember that. He was awesome versus the Hawks, and he just ran out of gas. So this season, the Knicks gave him a chance in the beginning of the season. But if you don't, rem- if you remember correctly, it wasn't that great, man. Rose defensively wasn't that great. Offensively, he just didn't look the same. And Knicks shrank the shrunk the rotation. Miles McBride came in and was starting to play well, and Rose just never got back in the rotation, Chris. And you know, yeah. I, that's why he, you know, didn't play. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a shame with Rose because, you know, like you said, he was a force. He came in here. He gave us kind of the same type of spark that uh, Josh Hart did for us recently um, from an offensive standpoint. He was yeah. able to, to team, you know, he was able to mentor Obi, mentor quickly. You know, he was a big part of their development. And it's a shame that, you know, he's he's at where he's he is right now because, you know, he came into the season. He had some really rough games. And although he was in the best shape, you know, he was back to his rookie weight, like he said, you know, something messed. I mean, I think that personally messed with his mechanics. I think he got used to playing at the way he was at and losing too much just affected him. But he wasn't effective. He couldn't stay in front of anybody. So, like you said, Tibbs shrunk the rotation and and that was pretty much it for Rose. I mean, yeah, I was personally shocked not to see him down the line playing for the Knicks in the playoffs right we wanted to see a little bit a little bit of rose especially especially in the playoffs but uh but yeah I mean it is what it is at this point you know 
it's it sucks, but you know, it looks like it might be the end of of Rose at this at this point, at least for the Knicks. Yeah, exactly. Um, KP to injury prone, he is brittle, which gives all these guys, man. I mean, Bradley Beal injury prone, Zach Levine, which we're gonna come up with in a second, injury prone. So I get it. Sometimes you just have to take these risks like this, you know. Load management doesn't really is it it isn't it is it isn't really a term in the Nick land, right? With Tom Thibodeau doesn't really like to load manage. So if you have KP playing all these games and obviously the health of Julius Randle, that could be an issue. But yeah. Um Kareem Grant says why. <laughs> I guess he's looking at this trade and saying why. Hey, we're just coming up with trades this 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 NBA draft is coming this Thursday, and I'm just saying this, to me, is a low-risk solution for the New York Knicks to improve their roster. Chris Stasporzingis, man, was 23 points a game, and he was... Let me just bring up these stats really quick. Bear me with me for one second. Um, bear with me. All right, here we go. So points... Per post up in 2022, the number one ranked player, Kristaps Porzingis. The number two ranked player, Jokic. Number three, Doncic. Number four, Embiid. Chris, he's a good post up player. You can turn around, shoot it. We've seen it before in Nick Land. We know what he's capable of in the post. And him at the five defense would possibly be an issue. But as we see here, points allowed per pick and roll in 2022, 2023. Number one, Anthony Davis. Number two, Steven Adams. Three, Giannis. Four, Porzingis. He's a good pick-and-roll player when it comes to defense. One-on-one, -on -one, not so much, but Chris, man. Numbers don't lie. These are courtesy of the ringer. So what are your thoughts about this, man? I mean, he's 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 solid. This is why it's a low risk, you know, for me, this, at least. This is why I like it. I mean, you know, if Mitch could hit a, a turnaround hook shot or something like that, you know, maybe things would be a little bit different for us. But, you know, having a big like a Porzingis who can hit that fadeaway jumper, you know, has post moves, is able to stretch the floor. There's so many options there that I could see them running with with somebody like a Jalen Brunson. It, it, it almost intriguing. Makes me, uh, yeah, it makes yeah. me giddy a little bit just thinking about. It. I don't want to hype myself up too much because most likely we won't see Porzingis back on the Knicks. But I mean, it's 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 worthwhile risk. I mean, it's you're giving away Fournier, Rose, someone like a Hartenstein, and then giving Washington their pick. You know, call me crazy. Maybe I'll add another one if if, if it meant getting Porzingis. I don't think you would have but to. I still, if not, then hey, I mean, yeah. This is a trade I would definitely take take the risk on. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? It doesn't work out. And like you said, that's another asset who's not that old, you know, still has the intrigue, can still do all those things that I just mentioned, stretch the floor and whatnot for somebody else who's going to take the risk as well. So in my opinion, it's, it's a no-brainer, really. Yeah. So I like it. Chris likes it. A lot of people in the chat do not like it. A lot of Knicks fans on Twitter I saw <laughs> kind of like it. Um people here Keith Turner in the chat says we need wings I don't understand why we are trading for center and KP and I don't think he's better than Hartenstein well uh, I would disagree Hartenstein I love his role I love his tenacity I love his you know grit I love what he can provide but in terms of offensively 
I just think he would unlock a whole new dimension on our starting five when you pair him with Brunson and you stagger the stars. You stagger Randall, Brunson, KP. It just gives you more options to right. score. But let's hit this Bulls trade. That was the Washington Wizards trade. Who knows if it happens come draft night or during the summer. It's just a little intriguing trade for you guys to endure. A lot of Knicks fans want Zach Levine, so here we go. Here is a Zach Levine trade, and it's a big one. <laughs> you want Zach Levine, you got to give the Chicago Bulls a lot in return. So Knicks get Zach Levine and Alex Caruso. He would be a Tom Thibodeau favorite. But if you're getting Caruso, you're essentially saying bye-bye to Josh Hart, Chris? Yeah, I mean, it, it would seem that way. I don't I don't know how it would work with the numbers or if you'd even want. I mean, maybe it could work. Maybe you could fit in a Josh Hart, but yeah, I think so. I think if you're getting Caruso, then that really doesn't become, you know, a need in a sense. But Caruso and Josh Hart, they kind of share similarities as far as being really, really good defensive players. Yeah, so Knicks receive Levine and Caruso. Bulls get Fournier, Rose, pick up his option to make the money work. Toppin, Grimes, a 24 Dallas first round pick. So it brings Zach Levine home, but you're getting rid of Grimes, a Knicks fan favorite, my favorite, um, Chris's favorite as well. And the Dallas first round pick, which will probably convey next year if Dallas keeps Kyrie and they stay out of the top 10, which who knows what's going on in Dallas. But this is a possibility. It brings Zach Levine to New York. You also get a solid defender in Caruso. So you pair Brunson with Zach Levine. I like it. I, I like it too, but it does hurt me to give up. Grimes. Grimes be topping. But the report out there has been that the Bulls are looking for either multiple picks. Yeah, multiple I saw that first. too. Yeah. Or they want, you know, young talent with possibly one first round pick. So this does kind of fit in line with that. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on this one. It's complicated. Kind of it one. is complicated. It is. Um, let's hit some of these comments. Get, Le- get me Levine and Carl Anthony Towns. Wow, Knicks fans. You're like the only Knicks fan who wants Cat, man. A lot of Knicks fans don't want carl anthony towns but caleb always appreciate you in the track keith turner says the bulls isn't doing that trade rj would have to go in a levine trade somebody somebody's money has to go and they're not trading randall i don't think rj would go because i honestly don't know how valuable rj is across the league and if you're the bulls you're essentially wanting to rebuild because zach levine's contract is absurd so you're not going to want to take on an R.J. Barrett, maybe take a risk with R.J. Barrett, but you're essentially getting Grimes could be a stud in the next five years, man. Could be a, you know, 15 to 20 point per game starter for you. And he's still on his rookie contract and you're getting a first round pick in 2024. So the the, the incentive for the Chicago Bulls in this trade, you're getting rid of Zach Levine's contract. Caruso, I think, has one more year left on his deal. So you're essentially rebuilding retooling because obviously it didn't work last season the levine and um um what's his name i'm having like a his name is escaping me on the bulls 
I don't know what's wrong with me. But um, right, man, a lot of it's a lot to uh, process. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is a possibility. Knicks fans want Levine. You're gonna have to give us something to get him though. So let's let's see. Um, no cat. He is soft as a cookie. Steven in the chat says. <laughs> What did he? What did Car Anthony Towns say the other day that when he retires, he's going to be known as one of the best shooters of all time, big man shooters of all time? Like, bro, what are you saying right now? Why I'm saying some crazy things after after we had the last show and I was like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe Cat would help us. <laughs> you know, now I'm just on the opposite end of that, and I don't want Cat anywhere near here. When he so, said that <laughs> the Timberwolves making the play-in was better than the Nuggets winning the chip. What? Crazy, crazy talk. Kidding me? Yeah, Knicks you fans. Can, you can soda. Chris, Carl Anthony Towns with four, I bought four or five years left on probably four years left on a deal and an absurd number or Porzingis with one year left and you don't really have to give up that much. It's to me, it's a no brainer. You know, you're not bringing in Towns for, you're going to have to give up some to get him and Towns and Randall. I don't like that. At least Porzingis is 7-3, and he can, you know, play center, and he's a good pick-and-roll defender like we just stated. But, yeah. you know, Porzingis and Rando, I know how a lot of Knicks fans probably won't like that fit and probably will think that doesn't work. But when you got Brunson running the shit, man, anything is possible, man, right? I mean, I like it a lot better than a cat and, uh, you know, Randall, if you think about it. Yeah. That's that's the thing with KP. He can he when Randall's trying to work inside or whatever the deal may be, KP can actually be you know on the perimeter. You know you can't you can't do that too much as presently constituted. You can't do that with Mitch, and you can't even do that with like a Hartenstein because he's just not shooting in the way that we expected him to shoot. Um, there's just so many options that I think, you know, and then you're not married to to him for like five years like you said with car anthony towns yeah so one year see what happens maybe a sign a trade next year who knows this is porzingis that we're talking about but with yeah. with cat like you said you're not married to him yeah and then you know car anthony towns has some some issues as well on the court at times he, he lets his emotions get the best of him we got that already with julius randall do you really want to double down on that versus a kp you know yeah <laughs> Injury concerns or whatnot, but you know what? When he was on the Knicks, he gave all he could on that court. You know, if he came back here, he would be motivated to, again, you know, make some of those wrongs into rights. You know, I like I like it all around. Less of a risk, in my opinion, than getting someone like Car Anthony Towns. So come Thursday, put on your GM hat. Uh, everybody in the chat, put on your GM hat if you're the New York Knicks. If you're Leon Rose... If you're Rosas, whoever's running the ship right now, who knows? Allen Houston is probably Rosas and Leon Rose. But if you're them, come Thursday, no draft pick. What are you doing? Are you calling Washington? Are you calling Indiana to try to get in the first round? They have two picks in that first round. Are you like, what are you doing right now? Um, are you making trades like this? Are you making the Porzingis trade? We can go back to the Porzingis trade for those of you who are just joining us. Are you making the Porzingis trade with Fournier, Rose, Hardenstein? You're giving them their first-round pick back? What are you doing if you're a New York Knicks GM? Come Thursday and come next week when free agency hits. Who are you targeting? What are you doing, Chris? What's the first thing you would do if you're the Knicks GM? 
I think I think I am trying to kick the tires on a Zach Levine trade for sure. Oh, okay. I think I think he definitely could help us. I mean, he can shoot the ball, and we all know how explosive he is. Um, yes, there's concerns. Yes, his contract's not the greatest. It's not Bradley Beal outrageous, but you know I think we'd be all right. And it all depends on you know what what they're asking for in return. You know, um, as does any trade. Um, second of all, I would kick the tires on a Kristaps Porzingis trade, or even maybe even a Kyle Kuzma. You know, who might be available oh, as well. You like Kuzma? I like Kuzma, man. Yeah. He, he's he was showing off, man. He was showing off. He he showed off a lot this season. Um, I know he does some crazy things at times, but he's he's another up and coming guy who I wouldn't mind taking a risk on. Yeah. Um, so you're kicking the tires on Levine. I think I'm doing the same thing. I think I'm kicking the tires on Levine. I'm kicking. I'm definitely kicking the tires on this Porzingis thing. I know a lot of Knicks fans don't really like it, but I'm kicking the tires on something because, look, my whole thing is the New York Knicks were two wins away from the Eastern Conference. Two games away from the Eastern Conference. What? is the reasoning for running it back. I've been seeing that a lot on Twitter, Chris. I've been seeing yeah. a lot of Knicks fans want to run it back. A lot of Knicks fans just don't want to make a crazy... I'm not saying make a crazy move, but in my opinion, you have to do something this summer because two wins away from the Eastern Conference, you get a Porzingis or you get, let's say, for instance, a Zach Levine. I know his contract's crazy, but you pair him with Jalen Brunson. You're building around Brunson. You're not getting rid of Randall, so you still have that trio kind of. Two wins away from the Eastern Conference because I keep saying it. So, in my opinion, you just have to take advantage of the Jalen Brunson contract, which is amazing. You have to take advantage of the the Randall contract, which for all intents and purposes, for Knicks fans who don't like Randall, I know he gets on all of our nerves at time, his contract isn't all that bad as well. Eventually, these contracts are going to run out right Brunson is going to want an extension he's extension eligible after next season he's going to want an extension and I'm sure the New York Knicks would give it to him not worried about him but he has three more years left on his deal take advantage of Brunson's contract which is why I do think the New York Knicks this year or possibly next year are going to have to strike sooner rather than later Levine Porzingis Chris who knows I want it I wanted them to dabble in the Beal sweepstakes, but now looking back at it, that Bradley Beal no trade clause was a disaster. Probably would have ruined our cap space in like two, two to three years. But I want to pair someone with Jalen Brunson. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I want to pair somebody with Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I mean, you you said it perfectly. I mean, and I think that's the window right now, right? I mean, two games away, like you said, and. We did come up short, granted. I mean, this is Jalen Brunson's team. That contract, it's its such a bargain at this point in time that you have to take advantage of that and build around this man. Um, in my opinion, they got to make a move. The Knicks, the Knicks got to make a move. You know, we can't. What, what's the point of having all these picks, you know, having talent, you know, things that we didn't have in the past to facilitate, facilitate trades for star players? We have it now. Um, they might not be as valuable as once once were, but this is definitely the time to strike. I mean, they got to make a splash. 
my we're both in agreement there which is you know it's nice it's nice but you know um nicks are nice saying nicks are making a splash levine is definitely a priority 55 plus wins with zach levine on the squad says steven in the chat um nicks and i says rj will be included in the trade i'm guessing for the zach levine trade keith turner in the chat says i'm just tired of seeing rj and randall we need a better third option i agree with you there um keith um rj did take steps in the playoffs um especially against the cleveland cavaliers where first two games chris it was looking rough for rj but then he bounced back tremendously obviously he had that poor game in game five versus the miami heat where he shot what one one of ten or something like that which was kind of nuts but randall's on the squad and alan hodd said it a couple of days ago as long as this regime is in place he does not see julius randall going anywhere and i'm in agreement with that i just don't see leon rose and the guys having it in them to trade randall unless it's for something that they incredibly like chris i mean I, I just don't see I just don't see it man I mean that's just me yeah I mean like you like like we mentioned a bazillion times Julius Randle in this front office they're just they're stuck together including Thibodeau you know that's his guy he's not going anywhere and if you are bringing somebody like a Levine in I could definitely see them including RJ in a trade I mean Levine is a more dynamic player for sure you know it, it would almost be selling high on RJ because RJ had such a good uh, end to the playoffs. I mean, I know he had a, a rough game there that you mentioned against the Heat, but all in all, he showed the improvements that we wanted him to to do all season long. So yeah. um, who's to say, you know, you trade RJ and then he becomes what he was earlier in the season? Who's to say he takes another big leap? And But, I mean, that's what these trades are all about, right? You're bringing in somebody like a Levine, um, who changes the dynamic of our team. You know, it goes from having somebody like RJ who can't shoot as well to having Levine who's a threat from three, you know, and then he can dunk it on your entire team too, you know? That's um, that's another thing, man. The, that's, effic- that's the, thing, you know? the efficiency was just, ugh, it was hurting me so bad in the playoffs with RJ, Randall, not even just them. I mean, it was everybody quickly. It was just bad in the playoffs, so... Randall was on the Paul with George podcast today, and he said there's one thing that he definitely wants to get better in is the efficiency. And he also said that getting hurt the second time actually made him realize that he needs to be a better leader, that he needs to be a better vocal leader, and that he realizes that his voice means a lot in the locker room. And that was getting hurt the second time. That's why we saw him on the bench. But prior to that, he wasn't like that. He wasn't on the bench. He wasn't, you know bigging up his teammates he was you know but now he realized this is what this is from him this is his words on the paul george podcast that he needs to be a better leader and he's and when he did the thumbs down a few years ago he said that that was immature of him and never to do that again so randall's starting to realize that you know being in new york everything is scrutinized and hopefully bearing a a, a crazy trade a, a crazy trade chris I just don't see it with Randall, but hopefully he can, I don't know, hopefully they bring someone else in here, take the pressure off of him, and hopefully his efficiency gets better. That's that's because that's the only thing we can we can hope on, right? We can just hope that Randall gets better efficiency-wise, and we just go from there. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not 
I know I was harsh on Randall, you know, the way that it looked in the playoffs. Granted, you know, yes, he was hurt. We didn't know at the time how hurt he was. Not that that's a pass, you know, but, you know, just the effort. You know, I've said it multiple times, you know, if you're out there, you know, it's it's an elimination game. You got to give it your all. You just can't stand there. You just you got to do something. Yeah. With all so, that said, you know, it's not like I hate Randall. Um, he's clearly still learning what it is to be in New York and how heavy this jersey is. Um, and there's a reason why, why, why a lot of stars didn't want to come here back in the day. But I do believe with Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and if you add the right piece, I still think the Knicks can make that work. I mean, look how close we got this past season, whether you want to say that's luck, what you want, whatever you want to say, you know, they still got two games away from Eastern Conference, Eastern. man. Yeah, I mean, come on, you have to build upon that. Um, and I, and I want them to, whether you know Julius goes in a big trade, which we most likely won't see, but you know, if you're giving up an RJ, bringing in a Levine, I think I think that could definitely work, man. I really do. I do as well. We had 50 people in here one time. 38 people in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel. Come join us in the live stream chat. We're just chopping it up. Everything about the New York Knicks. We'll bring up these trades again in a second just in case you guys miss it for anyone joining um, so you guys can visually see it as well. But, yeah, I wanted to just piggyback on what I was saying. The New York Knicks. Look. Quickly, Grimes, OB, these guys are homegrown players. Quickly is probably going to be the guy that possibly at the end of the day stays, right? Out of, and maybe Grimes, right? But in my opinion, these guys have shown more than, for instance, like when we drafted a Knox and Neil Aquina and we held on to those guys and we just kept holding and holding until their trade value was essentially zero we cannot do that again but quickly grimes essentially i mean they're way better players than them but i'm just saying that the new york knicks they have a decision to make man they either have to hope that these guys can develop and hope that these guys can take steps forwards we've seen steps from quickly this year we've seen seen, seen steps from grimes this year that we can build on or <laughs> you want to go for it take advantage of the brunson contract Pair him with another star, pair Randall with another star, and just go from there. So, in my opinion, man, these next, this next year, this summer, and the following year, it's going to make or break the next decade for the New York Knicks. Because depending on all of what they do, depending on what they do in these next couple of years, Chris, it can define the Knicks for years to come. If they let's say a massive trade comes along, Grimes, quickly, Obi, all included in a package for like a Dame, like not a Dame Lillard, but like a a Giannis. Obviously, you're doing that for Giannis, but yeah. and it just doesn't work out in a few years. Brunson goes like it all falls on the on the face of the earth. I'm just saying that these next few couple of years, this summer is important, man, because like Chris and I said, take advantage of the Brunson contract and. Let's get another guy in here, right? Yeah, I mean, you're even hearing it out there on, you know, on, on the, the radio and whatnot. Some some people are out there flowing around the idea that the Knicks just stand pat, run it back, um, on the hope of somebody like Giannis becoming available or 
you know, I feel like you can't do that. You just can't do that because one, you're burning another season. Two, Jalen Brunson's contract. Gotta yeah. take advantage of that. I mean, like you said, when Jalen Brunson's contract is up, that window uh, to me that window is gonna close in a sense because you have less money to deal with than to sign other players. So, you know, Jalen Brunson's gonna get a max if he continues to trend hmm. in the way that he is. Just just if he plays the way that he's played, you know, this past playoffs, this past yep. season, even if he just stays at that level, he's getting the max. No yeah. no question. Um, I think this is the time to strike. I mean, I'm hoping the Knicks don't do something stupid. That's <laughs> the key. The don't time, do something stupid. <laughs> yeah, don't do something. Like, again, I keep hearing people saying, go after Dame, go after Dame, you know. I don't I don't like that. I mean, I know Dame is a hell of a player, but he is older. Yeah. He's going to command a lot of money and you know, we're still going to have that slight problem of having two, you know, two guards that are really short. Dame to the Heat opinion. makes a lot of sense in my opinion because um that would just improve their team drastically. Look, the Heat were involved with the Bradley Beal sweepstakes. The Boston yeah. Celtics are still going to be there. The Bucks are still going to be on top of the East. So all these teams around you are looking to get better, looking to improve in little areas. So, look, two wins away from the Eastern Conference. Improved shooting. Ian Begley came out with something saying that the New York Knicks front office knows that they need to improve shooting. So that should be a number one key. Where that comes from, if you're going to re-sign quickly and hard and you're going to keep RJ in the starting lineup along with Grimes, you just, at that point, if you're proving shooting and not signing anyone, you're just essentially hoping that those guys get better efficiency-wise, along with Randall, who had a tremendous year shooting the rock. But our Porzingis trade, let's go through these trades one last time for everybody that is just joining us. This was the first one. This was the Zion trade that we spoke about. Now, this is a pipe dream, I'm just saying. But I like it. Chris and I like it. Zion Williamson to New York Knicks. Pelicans get Anthony Simons, the 2024 Washington first-round pick that has heavily protections on it that will probably not convey in the Knicks' favor. Manu quickly sucks to see you go to New Orleans and the Portland Trailblazers' number three pick. The Blazers receive Julius Randle and a 24 unprotected first-round pick from the New York Knicks. If there is any team in this deal that would want more in return, that would be the Portland Trailblazers. But hey, you're bringing Zion home. Randall's going to Portland, getting Dame some help. You're giving Portland another first round pick, Chris. And maybe you would have to throw in something else for Portland. Maybe the Pelicans will have to throw in something else for Portland. A lot of Knicks fans don't want Zion on their team. Hopefully, a new change of scenery can get him right. But hey, I like it. And that was option number one. You like this one, right? Yeah, I like this one. I'll take the gamble on Zion any day. Yeah, second trade, which we both kind of liked, you know. Um, Knicks get Chris Asporzingis. The Wizards just get expiring deals. You pick up Rose's option. You give him that 15 with a 15 or $14 million. You get rid of Evan Fournier's contract. Isaiah Hardenstein, which, is a ro- which was a rotation, is a rotation player for the New York Knicks, would be the only sting to go. And then you give Washington their first-round pick so they don't have to worry about it may not conveying in another couple of years. Um, they just keep that. And you just get Porzingis off the books. And 
if Washington's not going to sign Porzingis, he's going to get dealt. Now, all these players are linked to the New York Knicks. Obviously, Porzingis has ties to the organization. But you're essentially rolling out a starting lineup of Porzingis, Randall, Barrett, Grimes or Hart, and then Jalen Brunson. That's, that's a heck like of a starter it. five right there, man. I like it, man. I like it. If this is a possibility, you know, again, you're not giving up anything crazy, in my opinion. You know, I mean, I know a lot of fans won't want to see Isaiah Hartenstein going, thinking that, you know, he's that's basically a, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this a lot. If, if we could do this, I, I would do it. Yeah, I would do this as well. Low risk position for the New York Knicks. Porzingis one-year deal, not a crazy if he picks up his player option, which he's probably going to do. And then we have the Bulls trade, the Zach Levine trade. This, in my opinion, if you really want to make some noise, this is the one to make some noise because Levine, for his contract, his contract is nuts. Don't get me wrong. His contract is crazy, but it's better than the Beal contract, and it does not have a no trade clause on it. So you're getting ring of Fournier. You see the trend like in last podcast, Chris, Evan Fournier is the one to constantly go. Sorry to see you go, Fournier. It was fun while it lasted in New York. Or was it? Or was it fun? I it was know. not fun. <laughs> yeah. So the Dallas first round pick, which will probably convey if Kyrie resigns there or if, I mean, hope I hope it conveys his top 10 protected. Derrick Rose, you pick up his option to make the Levine stuff work. You send Derrick Rose back home, which is pretty important. Maybe he could retire Chicago Bull, and you're essentially giving him $15 million to ship him off. Obi Toppin, we love Obi Toppin. Chris and I love Obi Toppin, but the issue is, Chris, playing time. Playing time, he'll definitely get it on the Bulls. Imagine, yeah, give it like thirty minutes a game. <laughs> he's dropping like forty points, but yeah, yeah playing time has always hampered Obi. Ten, fifteen minutes a game, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna see how. You're not going to. It just his. It just gets me so upset. And his whole time as a New York Nick, his whole Nick tenure as a New York Nick, I feel like has been a waste. Like. I feel like, look, he's been stuck around behind Randall. He hasn't really gotten the opportunity to play alongside Randall. A lot of fans wanted to see that. We kind of did see that versus the Heat a little bit. But 10 to 15 minutes a game for Obi Toppin. Knicks have a decision about whether or not they're going to extend him. And I just don't see it. And then Quentin Grimes going to Chicago and you're getting Caruso and Zach Levine. So, yeah, that's the three trades, Chris. And. You like this one because, look, Zach Levine to the New York Knicks will shake up the East for sure. You're pairing him with Brunson. Levine is efficient. He's a good shooter. Can create his own shot, which, boy, we were missing versus Miami Heat, a guy who can create their own shot, and Levine wouldn't have an issue doing that, Chris. Yeah, I mean, and and again, I know RJ had a, had a pretty good playoffs, but, you know, you're not going to see teams leaving Zach Levine wide open in the corner, you know, from three. You know, that was something we saw with RJ. Um, they were daring him to shoot, you know. And whether or not um, the Knicks can pull off a trade for Zach Levine, um, I honestly, I do think they're going to want RJ in return, in my opinion. 
You think so? Maybe we can grime. Yeah, I think maybe we can keep Grimes, you know, and replace him with RJ. But you know, who knows, right? I mean, I think ultimately would you do that? Next team, I would, would do that. Would you flip flop Grimes, keep Grimes, and trade RJ? And I, I would do that too. I like that. I think the only reason I say I would do that for sure is simply because where would they both fit? Yeah, you know, that's true. Because you know, RJ is not gonna want to come off the bench. Um, well, you would have Levine at the two and RJ at the three, but RJ's shots will just go down. You know, it just wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. It wouldn't fit right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not even thinking about them both in the starting lineup. Oh, <laughs> I'm really? I'm thinking right away. RJ have to be on the bench but yeah you know i mean i just don't i don't see the fit there i just think uh i don't think that would work out in my opinion but i think rj would be included in the trade like maybe keeping keeping grimes which i, I wouldn't be too too mad about but yeah i think i think the knicks need to get levine on this team <laughs> i'm warming that the more and more i think about it i'm just warming up to it even more hey man I hey the, to be honest with you, I like Levine's game and I really do. And Levine on the New York Knicks would be tremendous. The only downside about that would be his contract. So Knicks have to weigh you strike for Levine or you go after like a Porzingis and you take a low risk proposition and then you keep all your assets and then you still have all your assets and then you still have Porzingis and then you have everyone else around him. Like Randall said today on the Paul George podcast, they're what he's doing is trying to look around the NBA. He's seeing what Denver did. And look, they're playing together chemistry-wise as a team. And hopefully the New York Knicks can get to that point. Imagine a parade coming down New York City, 7th Avenue. We saw the Knicks fans. I was out there. I have a video about it. I was out there. We were out there going crazy during the playoffs when we freaking demolished the Cleveland Cavaliers. So if we improve this team... We keep doing that. We keep improvement in trades like this or in increments. Who knows? But, Chris, imagine a parade down 7th Avenue. Please. That's all we want as New York Knicks fans. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing just with the playoff run, the way the fans were. I mean, it was wild out there in New York. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. Like like we said, the Knicks have to make a deal. They have to improve this team. We cannot stand Pat. Whether it's incrementally getting better, you got to move the needle, you know, in the right direction. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they don't make a move that, you know, kind of trips us up or pushes us back to, uh, you know. Which move is that? Would <laughs> yeah, that which, to... which move would that be? I... Would like, I honestly think the Bradley Beal would have been it. You know, that would have been one of them for sure. But um you yeah. know, I'm just thinking like like I, I know a lot of got a lot of people want Miles Turner. I, I feel like that's a move that really wouldn't help yeah. us in my opinion. I know it he doesn't can move the, the needle. Now, but it I, yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. think it moves the needle. Not for me at least. I might be one of the few that thinks that cuz a lot of Knicks fans are asking for a Miles Turner type of trade, but yeah. I don't. I also don't think that would totally demolish the Knicks, but you know, some of these trades, you know, some of these GMs, you know, we've we've seen it in the past. You know, I just don't want the Knicks to get fleeced. You know. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the Knicks are involved. They're asking for 
five first round picks, five hundred protected first round picks, all your young players, and just give us Madison Square Garden, the building, in return. But and then the Phoenix Suns are getting Bradley Beal for a bag of <laughs> a bag of peanuts, which is kind yeah. of insane. That's the only reason why I wanted to dabble into Bradley Beal sweepstakes. I, I would have thought that Beal and Brunson would have looked cool in the backcourt. Um, Knicks were involved. There were reports that they were involved, but. Bill, no trade clause, just couldn't get it done. Whether or not NBA draft is this Thursday. So whether or not the New York Knicks trade in, trade with Indiana. Let's hit some of these comments. I haven't hit some of these comments in a while. Um, Keith Turner said the Bulls are getting fleeced in the trade that we brought up. Um, he meant to say this trade. Let me just bring up your comment here. You can't even make a Zach Levine trade without RJ. He's Keith Turner saying, yeah, the Bulls are getting fleeced in this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe throwing another first-round pick. Chris said flip-flop, Quentin Grimes, and R.J. Barrett, and maybe the Bulls will do that. I mean, Bulls just want to – look, they're in NBA purgatory, man. They're right stuck in the middle. They're not good enough to even contend, and they have Levine on their squad, and they just need to get rid of his contract, and the Knicks can possibly be an avenue to do that. His name has been already linked to the New York Knicks last trade deadline. Um, but yeah, um, Keith said that the Bulls aren't going to do that. But hey, these are just proposals. You know, we're just having some fun over here. You know, it's the summer. Appreciate your comment, Keith. Um, Knicks and Nice says the Knicks need to get our stars and add depth on the team. That's the one thing. I mean, Knicks had depth. It's just that nobody showed up in the playoffs quickly, inefficient. Uh, Mitchell Robinson versus the Heat wasn't that great. And the way the NBA, I said this last podcast, Chris, the way the NBA, in my opinion, in the next couple of years is, is moving is you got these European guys and all these guys, all these centers that are going to shoot the rock. I mean, you're going to essentially need five people on the court that can shoot the three at all times. I mean, that's Julius Randle said that today, too, on the Paul George podcast. I recommend everyone. I'm referencing the podcast a lot, but. He said some interesting thing, but he said the way the NBA is going, you're essentially going to need five people on the court that can shoot the three at all times. So, which is why some of these mocks, we have Mitchell Robinson in there, although we don't want to see him go homegrown player on a crazy, crazy contract. I mean, you know, but hey, you got to give to get and two wins away from the Eastern Conference, Chris. I'm, I'm hungry for more, man. I am. I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I, I want to see the Knicks make the move, hopefully the right move. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. I mean, like you said, the NBA is definitely moving. I mean, has moved. You know, you're, everybody from the one to the five has to be able to, you know, maybe not hit the three like Steph Curry, but you got to be able to keep them honest and at least hit it at a decent clip. For and, sure. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Need that. We need that on the Knicks. <laughs> We do. Steven in the chat says, I am just waiting for that Woj to drop the bomb about the Knicks made a splash move. Um, nothing crazy, though. Nothing too. Uh, could you imagine if Woj drops that bomb Thursday, Porzingis to the Knicks? I mean, boy. I'd be, I'd be happy. Do you forgive him? <laughs> I, I forgive him. Yeah, I forgive him. I mean, when you when you realize the the full story and you kind of piece things together, you realize maybe he didn't really want to leave the Knicks and he was just trying to call their bluff. But maybe his brother just went overboard and kind of pushed that agenda, which led to where you know everything went to. You know, you kind of almost feel sorry for KP because you you've seen it 
in the past when he would come, you know, play against the Knicks or when he was asked about the Knicks, he looked like a sad puppy, you know? Like, man, I wish that didn't happen. <laughs> Should have been there. That is true. There's nothing like Garden. You that know, is I, true. I, I kind of want to see him back on the Knicks, man, just kind of redeem himself, you know? And what, what better than a Porzingis that's motivated, you know, beyond all – how much motivated could you be in that scenario, you know? I, I'd do it. Yeah, I'm on your boat. You know, when it happened, I remember when the Knicks traded Porzingis to Dallas, everyone was just shocked. And you can say that return was – I mean, the first-round pick that Dallas gave us was from the, the Porzingis trade that didn't convey this year. But, hey – the only, I mean, he redeemed last season. He played good, man. I mean, he he had a good year for the Wizards. He he's efficient. He shoots the three really well for a big man, and you know, scoring wise, we can we, I would be open to it. You know, that's the pass. He says that he's he's over that. I mean, the stuff that happened with between him and his brother in the front office was Steve Steve Mills. I mean, he's not even on the Knicks um, brass anymore. So. Whether or not the New York Knicks can dabble into the Chris House Porzingis sweepstakes, we shall see. Um, Knicks are nice as KP was an all-star here. Um, yeah, man. Unicorn is what KD called them, right? Yep. Yep. I'll never forget KP having that ridiculous season. He was like, like you said, an all-star, right? Yeah. Boom. That's hurt. In typical Knicks fashion, right? That's hurt. <laughs> We basically never see him again. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't <laughs> Which work. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, him and Melo just never really worked. And I think this time will be different if the New York Knicks decide to go this route right here. Porzingis, Fournier, Rose, Harnstein, and their 24 first round pick. But we're going to wrap this up pretty soon. Appreciate everyone in the chat. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the channel. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit a couple of these comments before we go dainty man what's going on why couldn't we get beal on such a bad trade we could have gave more you want to touch on this one chris yeah i mean i think ultimately this is his contract i mean you've heard it out on the radio i think um Alan Hahn even spoke about this you know that the knicks would kind of kick the tires on beal uh, but ultimately he didn't see them doing the, the deal simply because not because beal wouldn't waive his no trade clause or anything like that he believed that, you know, he would want to play for the Knicks. But I think ultimately his contract was just so enormous. I mean, you're talking about a freshly signed Supermax for, you know, Bradley Beal, who, again, injury prone, has not played a full season in some time. Yes, he's an amazing scorer. But again, someone who's a little bit undersized for his position. And, you know, once the first two years are up, I mean, you're talking about you're in cap hell at that point. <laughs> yeah. You basically can't do anything. Um, yeah. I think that ultimately is what, you know, caused the Knicks to, yeah, maybe they kicked the tires, but that's as far as they went, and they probably ran the opposite direction. That's why you had two teams at the end of it, you know, going for Beal and them not really getting much in return. Yeah, I mean, well said. I mean, his no-trade clause was an ultimate hamper, and in a few years – Look, he's on he's not old, but you know, he has some mileage on his body as as well. You know, at that point you might as well go after a Levine, excuse me, who's younger. Beal, great score. But last couple of years he just hasn't stayed healthy. Phoenix is in desperation mode. KP KD's thirty five. 
turning 36, I believe, or turning 35, one of them. But, hey, um, the no-trade clause, and let's say the New York Knicks get Bradley Beal, Chris, in two years when they want to flip him. Who controls the trade? Bradley Beal, because he would still have a no-trade clause. So let's say the Knicks want to get up from under that contract. They wouldn't be able to. So now that's the Phoenix Suns issue. That's the Phoenix Suns problem. But whether or not the New York Knicks decide to make a move, draft this Thursday, we would be on here talking about some prospects we like, studying everyone we like, but we just don't know if the New York Knicks are going to trade in the draft. Um, it's been rumored that the Indiana Pacers could, you know, trade one of their first-round picks at the end of the first round. Maybe that involves an Obi Toppin. We talked about that last podcast with Obi going to Indiana. We don't want to see that happen, but, hey, it's the reality. I, you, you asked me, what do I think? And I said, Obi going is a possibility, so... Yeah, draft is Thursday. We've touched on a lot. And Chris, man, this was fun. This was fun. This was fun. I like the trades. Um, you know, everybody out there, if you got any trades, you know, send it to over to us. We'll, we'll put it on. We'll discuss it. We'll break it down a bit, see what we like, what we don't. Yes. You know? Yes, exactly. And we have a Discord opening soon. Chris doesn't even know this, but we have yeah. a Discord opening soon, so... A lot of you guys can join in and then you can send us all the trade proposals and we will come on here, answer your questions live. But appreciate every single one of you. I'm Anthony. That is Chris. This is episode 13 of the Knicks Nation podcast live edition. We will be back possibly if the Knicks make a trade from now until Thursday. If they get in the first round, we'll be back, man. We'll be covering it all and we'll see if the Knicks can get into the draft. But Chris, man, any final words before we head up on out of here? Still hoping for a Paul George trade, you know. I still think <laughs> he's another one, man. I still think he's a he's a good fit for us. I know I know we probably have to give more than we'd probably want to for a player of his age, but still think that's uh, something I'm I'm hoping might happen. But yes, that's it for me. That's all I got. Him and Randall had chemistry today, which was pretty cool. So for yeah, those of you just joining, we let me hit some of these trades again one last time before we get out of here. This is the three team deal: Zion to the Knicks. Quickly, Simons, first, a Portland third, number three pick to the Pelicans. Blazers get Randall and a 24 first-round pick, and that was trade idea number one. You're essentially getting Zion Williamson. This is the trade that we both like. Porzingis to the New York Knicks. Fournier to the Wizards. Rose Hartenstein giving the Washington Wizards back their first-round pick. That was trade number Two and then the Bulls trade the big one. Next get Levine and Caruso, which would be a Tom Thibodeau favorite to get him in the rotation. I'm sure. Um, Bulls get Fournier, Rose, Ob, Grimes, Dallas's first round pick. Chris said he would love to flip Barrett for Grimes and maybe throw in another first round pick. So those were the trades that we talked about tonight, and we will be back. Um, like I said, draft is Thursday. Appreciate every single one of you in the chat for tuning in. And until next time, I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.